0: Welcome to Shanghai Zhan, a raw and lively, regular debate about China tech, advertising, creativity, platforms, and the intersection of it all. Join us each session for timely and relevant discussions on all things China marketing. We'll be joined by an entire spectrum of China experts. You can learn more about Shanghai Zhan at our website, johnstation.com. That's Z H A N station.com. Coming to you directly from the city of Shanghai, I'm Bryce Whitwam, And I'm
1: Ali Kazmi.
0: In today's episode, Ali, we are continuing our series on the Shanghai coronavirus lockdown. Now, for some, going into its fifth week by the time this podcast is released. In my compound, they have just announced another two-week lockdown on top of the lockdown before. So no one knows when this is going to end. Today, we will discuss how the COVID lockdown is impacting China marketing and advertising. China advertising has always reflected the times in the country for the past 20 years. Success, perseverance, and confidence. In numerous surveys, Chinese have been consistently ranked as the most optimistic people on earth. We find ourselves in a very difficult situation, and as our last week's guest, Cameron Johnson, said, It's the first time he's been in Shanghai in the last 20 years and seen people scared. Is this something brands should avoid altogether? And should they go back to positive messages and happiness, giving people a break from their frustrations? Or should they see this as a watershed moment to connect with the hearts and minds of the Chinese people? We know that brands throughout time can sometimes connect better with consumers than politicians. We are joined today by two distinguished China brand strategic planners to discuss this. First, we have Arjun Paul Vendanayagam, who is the strategy director at Ogilvy Shanghai. He's an award-winning brand strategist and author, and expert on emerging business and new markets. He has over 10 years of experience in advertising and has worked in a number of categories. We are also honored to have Henry Shen, He's the Chief Strategy Officer at McCann Health China. With over 15 years experience in advertising, Henry is an award-winning strategist who has proven experience in baby care, health care, beauty, luxury, FMCG, and others. Beyond his advertising career, Henry is passionate about holistic healing of the body and mind and is a trained cardiosacral therapist. And I should point out that today's podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Campaign Asia. Arjun, Henry, welcome to Shanghai John.
2: Hi, Bryce. Um, hi, Arjun. Hi, Ali. Uh, very nice uh, meeting you and also our audience. Hope uh, our conversation can shed some light um, to the chaos and this lockdown.
3: Um, likewise. Very nice me- meeting you, Ali, Henry and Bryce. This sounds like it's going to be a very interesting conversation.
0: And before we get started, we'd like to remind everyone that if you like this show, please give us a five-star review on your favorite platform. Apple Podcasts or Spotify both have places to leave reviews. It helps a lot. And if you donate $5 a month to support our show on Patreon, you will receive a cool Shanghai Zan branded vinyl sticker. And for $10 a month, you can get a branded coffee mug. You can also get that coffee mug whether you live in China or elsewhere, we appreciate your support. So Ali, let's start off with some good news and boy do we need it now. And guess what that news is, guess how many downloads we have hit so far as of today. 40,000 downloads. You are wrong, we have hit 30,000 downloads as of today. That's not bad. It's not as good as 40,000, but we'll take 30,000. Anyway, Arjun, uh, Henry, may you start with Arjun. Tell us about yourself and what does the day in the life of a strategic planner look like, especially now that we're working from home?
3: Well, I think the one big difference between my day prior to the lockdown and now is that I have a lot more uh, time to myself to distribute during the day. So typically, my day would start off with uh, maybe getting waking up, getting a workout in. And then invariably always rushing towards my first call for the day because my sense of time management leaves a lot to be desired. Um, From that point onwards, it's pretty much stay on calls the entire day. Um, I find one thing that I've actually tried to incorporate in my day right now, which I like about working in the office, is that I actually try and get on calls with people to have um, brainstorms or discussions regarding whatever ideas we're working on because I feel like that's one of the nicest parts about being in advertising, actually just connecting with people and bouncing thoughts off them. If you don't tend to sort of force yourself to do that during lockdown, then the entire experience of working can get a little isolating. So that bit was quite nice. And in the evenings, typically, because we don't have commutes, uh, as of now, I save a little bit of time. So I guess that's a little bit more time to maybe read a little in the evening. I've actually been finding a lot more time to read during this time than I would otherwise. So that's Typically my day from start to finish.
0: Great. Henry, same question.
2: Similar to uh, Arjun's life, um, but uh, the difference is uh, we adopted uh, agile working, flexible way of working even before this lockdown. So in McKinney House, we have two days in every week to choose uh, so that you can work at home. Uh, But this lockdown brings it to the other extreme, as we all know. Uh, but I have to say this is same, same, but different. The same thing is as a strategist, we are still midwives for ideas, right? We, we stimulate and inspire creative partners to come up great ideas, to find uh, creative and innovative solutions. So that's the same bit. But the difference bit is, um, you know, we are... Um, have this. Some Somebody will say this is 24 hours working mode, right? So it, it, it requires a lot of effort to uh, find new boundaries. So my typical day is like this. So I start the day with uh, making meal for my dog, and th- then I do a 30 minutes morning meditation, then breakfast with my partner, and then I will start attending meetings and calls. And because of the flexibility, I can find time in between to do my yoga and also practice piano. So it doesn't sound that bad. So if you can turn it in a positive way and make use of those micro moments. Also, I managed to build a meditation group uh, for local Chinese citizens and also um, expats, introducing some accessible techniques for everybody to uh, stay mentally healthy, keeping myself really busy.
0: Yeah, speaking of mental health, Arjun, what's happening in your neighborhood? Uh, this week, we've seen a number of community events similar to those we saw in Europe during the lockdowns. People singing from the from their balconies, a foreign guy playing drums. How has your community reacted and what have you seen so, or heard?
3: Um, it's very interesting because I think that one of the things about Shanghai, like most big cities, is that people sort of value their anonymity in the city quite a bit. And I've seen that kind of go in a completely opposite direction because in the last couple of weeks because there's been a lot of group buying um, I've been talking a lot more to my neighbors in fact funnily, funnily enough yesterday I wound up over ordering meat um, and which couldn't be kept for too long so I actually wound up like asking people if they wanted to like take some off me and like I bumped into a whole bunch of people in my building that I've never seen before so that I think that's the nice part like you actually get to see people whom you wouldn't interact with otherwise um, there is a fair bit of group buying in my building, which is uh, which is kind of how we're all stocking up right now. But that That's the good part. The not so good part is that you can sense that, I mean, people are reaching the end of their patience with the entire situation. Because I've seen arguments downstairs, which is not something that one normally comes across in China. To anybody who's lived over here, it's very unusual to see people actually getting into a heated debate over anything. And I saw that for the first time today when I'd gone down for a test. So there's the good and there's the bad.
0: Yeah, even in our neighborhood. I mean, just out of pure frustration, because yesterday we got we had two antigen tests in one day, which is absolutely insane. And then people just kind of like unloaded on one of the social media platforms, and the, the level of anxiety has been is very high. How about you, Henry?
2: Yeah, on the contrary, I only took two PCR tests in the past uh, 15 days. <laughs> Is that better or worse? I don't know.
0: <laughs> two PCR tests in the last 15 days? That's crazy. That's, that's impossible.
2: Yes, we took some antigen tests, but uh, for PCR tests, only two times for the past 15 days. It saves a lot of trouble. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, we don't need to go downstairs. We don't need to take, take it again and again and keep it spreading. And uh, you know, everybody is the same, nobody can go out. So I don't see the cons of that so far. (laughs) But back to the topic, I think I I quite much agree with uh, what Arjun has shared. Some background for myself, I always tell the joke to my colleagues and my clients that I'm a a local Shanghainese. I've never left this city for more than 20 days. So although um, I may look and sound international, but my heart, my root is here in Shanghai. So it's really a difficult time for me to see that uh, this biggest, richest, and the most international city of Shanghai is experiencing some difficulty and so much fear and uncertainty. So quoting Fox News, they say people are starving without medicine and without freedom shanghai is stunningly fall, uh, falling from uh, grace so I, I agree to a large um, degree of that but uh, of course I, I had heard stories about people can't get access to food and medical support and there are um, people dying every day not from covid but for other reasons but uh, i also have to say i'm really lucky myself um, and my family most of them the property management, the volunteers are re- extremely helpful. They bring whatever we need, whether this is food for us or for, for our pets. And the neighbors are very understanding. Uh, we have several uh, COVID cases in the um, um, neighborhood, uh, even in our building. But we have large discussion and sometimes debate about whether we should expel them. And nobody says we should. It's a terrible situation out there in the camp and uh, they are safely here and we we should tolerate this uh, difficulty uh, together. So I think this is extremely um, understanding and empathy uh, demonstrated from this issue. And also, uh, as Arjun said, this also gave us opportunity to know more about our neighbors and help each other. I never talked to my neighbor next door uh, for more than three sentences before. But now we exchange food, not on a, a commercial way. Not on a commercial may- way, but just, you know, I I have something uh, in excess and uh, she needs something. So I share it with her. And in return, she show her gratitude uh, as a reward with some other uh, materials and products. So I don't think this is a battle exchange. It This is just a natural flow of energy a nat- natural flow of love. So this is something I really enjoy so far. So... Yeah, so there are two sides of the coin.
1: I uh, So a lot of the experiences that both Arjun and, and Henry have mentioned are very similar to the ones that, that I've had as well. I think a lot of the heavy lifting at home has been done by, by my wife. I think one of the major acts of kindness that I've seen in our compound has been a neighbor that lives in the building across from us uh, sharing food with us. Uh, and that happened a couple of nights ago, and we uh, shared her uh, her dish back with her in kind and paired something as well for her and her family. But it's it's been interesting getting to know people that you would typically, you know, you crossed paths in the elevator, and you probably said hello to uh, a number of times before, but you really not, you know, you haven't really shared a meal with together. Um, so we weren't physically sharing a meal, but still lots of acts of kindness within the compound where we live. So getting to our topic, I would
0: say that these days, it's no question that every campaign brief coming into agencies, and I'm sure probably into Ogilvy and McCann Health, have had something about lockdown and people's uh, anxiety and those challenges along with it, not just for Shanghai, but for the rest of the country. Uh, maybe for Henry, what are some of the ways that brands are addressing it uh, or are they avoiding it altogether? Mm,
2: that's a funny question because uh, so far we haven't uh, received any brief exactly on this lockdown. Of course, I think this lockdown can play an impact um, for brands and, and consumers. But at the moment, I feel brands are being more cautious, especially as a commercial brand. We shouldn't overpromise there is an extent what you can do. Uh, based on the supply chain and also delivery system in Shanghai. So one example is Jingdong. I think Jingdong is the only most out- out- outrageous brand doing something um, quite tangible to the citizens here in Shanghai. So um, they did a live broadcasting for the products which is specialized in delivering uh, delivered to Shanghai. And uh, aroused huge um, reputation and trust, but afterwards uh, people were uh, losing confidence because the product are not delivered. The deadlines was pushed later again and again, so I think the company is putting its reputation, consumers trust at stake. And recently, we we see the story has been reverted. So Jingdong has decided to um, have this mission, so called suicide. Um, style of uh, delivery. So they have 14 different batches of uh, delivery cars or vehicles coming one at a day because each car or each vehicle needs to be quarantined in Shanghai for 14 days. So the one car comes in and it wouldn't go back in 14 days. You see the effort the company is doing. I don't think this is something other brands will have the capability to do. So um, as I said, brands are being extremely cautious, but there's definitely aftermath, and uh, uh, I think after the lockdown, uh, pe- people will be still in a PTSD mode, and there will be a lot of places for brands to play uh, on the emotional and the physical well-being for uh, our target consumers.
0: How about you, Ajun? Any any brands that you're working on are addressing this?
3: So I think typically because one, every I think everybody. is taken a little bit by surprise in terms of the lockdown so a lot of what I'm seeing is that a lot of existing calendars are going to be pushed forward I think because um, I mean this is usually the busiest time of the year for for advertising across categories it's summer right but I think like rather than actually responding rather than say doing too much topical work most of the projects that I'm working on involve I think maybe trying to look at work that will happen a little later as opposed to now so that's one Though I do think it could have been an interesting time for brands to actually come up with interventions because um, like we talked about group buying earlier and I'm on this group where people are ordering coffee and, and they've actually started out on this very small lucky draw to give away a packet of coffee to people for filling out a questionnaire and the amount of happiness it's causing people right now is just unbelievable because everybody just wants something like something to put a smile on their face right now. I, I, think, that, I think that given the current situation... In terms of like most brands, most small creature comforts like sodas and chocolates are obviously at the top of everybody's mind because everybody wants what little happiness they can squeeze into their day. So, just just sort of getting access to them is enough. I do think that there would be like a lot more room for brands to have conversations once this comes out because people are going to want to go out and spend with a vengeance given that they've been kept, uh, given that they've been indoors for so long. So I guess that's when most brands we'll see a lot of interesting things coming up from brands.
0: So Henry you mentioned long short term and long term and and then and Arjun just mentioned it as well about when when people are released there will be different reactions to the moment when this all ends. Is that a moment that brands should take advantage of? What are some of the themes and insights that they could leverage? I think
2: definitely uh, brands need to take into consideration um, these, uh, the lockdown's impact on consumers. And uh, my belief is it will go two extremes. One is uh, extremely KDM, Is It's really um, what Arjun was talking about. They want to be relieved, they want to re-celebrate their life, enjoy it to the fullest again as they, they used to. Um, and another one is extremely conservative. They also um, understand the need to save for a rainy day, right? To um, use a group purchase to stock up. Uh, the, the funny story is you know, uh, before this lockdown, I think we all have this experience. Our parents, who used to um, survive the, the, the massive hunger um, uh, in the 70s, um, which lasted three years, so they stock up a lot. So their refrigerators are always full. And we blame them for for being so conservative, so old-fashioned, and um, and even before this lockdown, my mom did something ridiculous. She bought uh, ten boxes of Longfushanquan, the the drinking water, and I was laughing at her. And look at now, we are all think she's a sage to save up that much. So I think. This generation, because uh, as I'm talking about the post 80s, post 90s, we were born in the abundance. We never go through this, never starved ourselves, right? But now, because of this lockdown situation, we are challenged in the survival need, uh, according to um, Maslow, which is the most fen- fundamental need of uh, hierarchy. So I think this rational and more conservative way of purchase behavior will remain in the long term. So, uh, as I said, these. Both two extremes, the enjoying life, uplifting KPDM sites, and also saving, saving for a rainy day, those conservative rational purchase will remain at the same time. And we need to strike a balance.
0: In the long term, uh, Henry just mentioned two two extremes. Where I'm going with this is that brands often identify cultural contradictions and create myths to solve them. Given the way Chinese consumers will feel upon the release or the this. The st- the end of the of the lockdowns what are some of the emotions that brands could take that can capture and in the context of the hearts and minds of the consumer
3: um i'm not sure about a cultural tension but i do think that um in, in situations where your daily behavior has changed so much there are some habits that you carry forward like with the last with the last time that we had a lockdown in china which was like i think about two years back cooking emerged as a as a hobby and a passion point for a lot of people. So like there were sites, there were like apps like Chu Fun, which had like a lot of, um, which had like a significant increase in following after the lockdown. I think what's going to happen, I think I foresee, I think maybe people are actually finding their own little things that actually give them happiness and sort of help them cope with the current situation. So whether it's like a little bit of exercise or whether as Henry had mentioned earlier, it's mindfulness in the form of yoga or whether it's even, I don't know, going back to watching like say a cartoon on TV. Like anything that actually takes them to this safe and happy place. I think these are habits that people will try and integrate into their day going forward a little bit more. So I think, I mean, I guess that's what I would watch out for is, as a brand to see what are things that people are carrying forward. I do think that um, maybe overstocking is going to be a, could be a thing in the future. Uh, given that people were exposed to this right now. And I was actually reading an article somewhere about how um, in response to Shanghai's lockdown, there's been an there's been a spike in refrigerator and deep freezer sales across China. So people are very seriously contemplating keeping slightly stock ladders in anticipation of something like this going forward.
0: When the major lockdown happened in 2020, and that and I was that was when I was working with Henry. It was literally two months. You know, we didn't acquire the habits that many of our global colleagues have have achieved in the context of working from home. Henry, what? What do you think besides group buying, what are some of the other things that we should see as future potential trends in the context of how people might behave differently?
2: I think one thing is not differently, but I think it will go to a stronger extent, uh, which is uh, the attention and uh, the proactive wellness and health. Um, I think one big um, learning from consumer is to take care of uh, their health not when the sickness arrives but before it uh, which is more preventative I think it's opportunity for brands, no matter it's healthcare or non healthcare, to play in that territory as well. And also I think there are um, territories like we talk about those emotional sides. Because I think on this COVID uh, lockdown, the biggest impact is not on the physical wellness. People are not afraid of getting COVID. Actually my family WeChat group was just saying that, oh, I wish um, I can go to those camps because those people are hanging out together playing mahjong and I'm alone at home, They are, how happy they are, you can see from that they are not afraid of this disease, but they are more concerned and terrified about the aftermath the lack of food, the lack of access to hospitals, medicines, I think those terrifies them and also including the intimacy they used to enjoy with neighbors and also um, uh, with friends and families. So I, I think um, there's a lot um, opportunities for brand to play in those territories as well. I was reading a, a WeChat post the other day saying that because of the lockdown in, in Shanghai, the post um, eighty or nineties, they they it's their first experience or first taste of neighborhood, because before they are born, uh, digital natives, they enjoy their virtual world so much, and this uh, lockdown has forced them to talk with their neighbors, to work with them together and to to survive and to uh, uplift their living qualities. So I think there's a lot to celebrate as well. For example, this new uh, comradeship uh, formed by this resulted from uh, this lockdown. Uh, There's definitely a lot we can celebrate, this kind of new relationship. And also, what I see is before people um, living in quite a luxury life to a certain extent, right? But now they have to live with what they have instead of what they don't. So, for example, my partner is inventing new recipes, thank God, every day uh, so that we can have different flavor from the same existing uh, ingredients. So, how can we celebrate uh, living with what we have instead of complaining what we don't have, right? Um, So I think these are a lot of opportunities for us. It just needs brand to think deeper how to relate uh, your brand offer, your product with this uh, movement and thoughts.
0: I think one thing Henry mentioned about mental health and overcoming anxiety, dealing with mental health issues is starting to become more prevalent in places like Shanghai, uh, but it's still got a long ways to go. Is mental health something that that uh, or the alleviation of, ment- uh, of dealing with mental health issues. Will this also be something that you would see that could potentially be uh, a brand territory? Uh, maybe not for all brands, but certain brands moving forward.
3: So I definitely think that there is scope for brands to sort of play up in this territory. Like it's already been on the rise for a bit. There are, there are mental health apps that people are downloading which, which sort of help them stay mindful a little bit more. I think, I think more important than just the apps and the digital devices, there are also categories that are sort of growing. So, like, for example, diffusers uh, are a category that is, is a category that's growing in China right now. And that, I think that has a lot to do with these rituals that people create for themselves when they come back so that they can have like a moment of zenness by themselves. So, yeah, I definitely think there is a role for brands to sort of participate in this trend towards wellness and mental well-being.
2: Henry, same question. So last time we talked about uh, this futuristic book, uh, Homo Deus, talking about uh, happiness as one of the three key trends for the future about people's demand and right to claim happiness. I think it will be a major theme here in China as well. But I think there are two sides of mental health. Uh, first, uh, the first one is a reactive side. Uh, as I said, the aftermath, the PTSD, um, we need to reactively amend uh, the damage to comfort the uh, hurt feelings, to help people trust again. But there's also a proactive side as well. Uh, for example, um, what I'm doing uh, weekly these days is this meditation class for everyone. So my mom at the age of 60, an expert in Shanghai, People from different class and with different religious beliefs, they come together, and the purpose is to give them uh, accessible tips to live with the situation. So we talk about uncertainty. We talk about changes. We talk about loneliness and uh, loving kindness. Those are really tools and techniques for people to live with uncertainty and difficulties in a much uh, more peaceful and joyful way. So um, I think. What's happening is what's happening. There is a lot of... Um, so we, we actually don't have much control of what's going on. Like uh, <laughs> Bruce, you uprise, you can't control. Yesterday you have two antigen tests and I can't control. I only have two PCR tests in the past 15 days. But what we can control and what we can claim freedom is our minds. So how we react to the situation, how we get most of it. So I think the proactive side is worth uh, celebrating and uh, empowering a lot uh, after the lockdown. And I think that's also key opportunities for brand to play.
0: I noticed, Henry, that you posted on WeChat. It was very inspiring to me. And I thought maybe that you could explain what you meant. You said that we should take advantage of this crisis. What did you mean by that? What advantage could there be out of this crisis that we could take advantage of? (laughs) So uh, it's
2: actually inspired by a Western doctor uh, when the uh, pandemic outbreak uh, out, uh, two two years ago. So it's about don't waste this crisis. I think it's actually simple logic if you think this way because it's after all it's happening. There is no way you can stop it from happening and play a toll on your life. But what you can choose is don't let it ruin it. So you there's a lot of things you can make use of it to learn and also to benefit. So both Arjun, Ellie and you, and including me, were talking about this new kind of uh, relationship we are nurturing in the neighborhood with our neighbors, with the volunteers. And also we talk about the mutual aid, how to help each other instead of, I think before, before the lockdown, people think, oh, I'm self-independent, I don't need anybody else. I have, why am I, I have this and that to support my life. And now we understand the need to to, to rely on others and we I think the, 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 the beautiful thing is we feel we don't feel any shame in it. we enjoy that. I think that's the beauty of mutual aid. We feel um, joy in helping others and receiving help. this is very I think uh, a very healthy flow of energy and a lot of, a lot more I think to to celebrate it's uh, for example what I shared earlier about this new recipe thing right? Before, uh, before the lockdown, my partner and I go to restaurants almost every day. And now we, we try to invest in the recipes to make with what we have. It makes us actually, I think, eat much healthier re- than the restaurant. Of course, there are difficulties, there are troubles and there are uncertainties. But uh, as I was talking to another friend in another podcast, we seem to lose our freedom physically but we absolutely have the right and have the power to claim freedom in our mind. I give you another example to explain that because that's quite important. It's a sad example. My father died uh, three years ago from cancer and my mom was very unhappy. And she said, I need to uh, have company every day. I am afraid to sleep alone. So my families, my relatives and friends take turns to visit her and stay with her. But before the lockdown, she said, oh, no, I don't have any chance. They have to live in their own house. So I need to learn how to live with myself and her dog. And it's been 15 days already, and she's doing pretty well. I think she learned how to live with herself, how to say goodbye to her sorrows. I think this is also something worth celebrating. So as I said, don't waste this crisis. We have the freedom to claim a gift. And I think after this crisis, you, you can you can you can just uh, um, collect all the you know kudos or all the um, charms you collected,
0: and it will be amazing. Great. Uh, so I have a question. One thing uh, that you wish you knew going into the COVID season as an advertiser.
1: I, I kind of wish I knew how long this this was all going to last. If I had the chance or if I had the opportunity, I think there's a number of people that you you and I both know that have that have exited uh, the country for a brief respite. You know, had I known, I would have definitely been one of the people that, have, that would have gotten onto that plane so that even if we're um, working remote, we're still effective in our jobs. One of the things that I'd mentioned on an earlier podcast is that I haven't seen my family for about three years. And I was toying with the idea uh, of getting onto a plane and, and, and flying back uh, home. And I kind of kicked myself in the butt now because I didn't make that decision earlier. And, and had I done that, then, you know, the last uh, month and a half, possibly two months would have been, you know, with mom and dad, you know, I'm on the opposite extreme. I feel that there's a lot more work. And I think that I would like to believe that there's a lot of discipline amongst most people. I think for most people, it's actually quite challenging to to be very disciplined and to kind of organize their, their days around, uh, around milestones. And I think for the great majority of people, they're still attached to work and try to make the most out of it, uh, the time that they have. And I think remote working and working from home, a lot of times, it's it's, it's actually very difficult because you, you really don't know when to start and you don't know when to stop. In fact, you, you don't know when to stop. I think that's, that's a key issue.
0: I have a question. First take this to Henry. Give us your three lockdown survival tips that work for you and that you'd recommend to others?
2: (laughs) I love this question. So first of all, I think don't spend too much time on a mobile phone. Don't read all the news on the mobile phone. They don't help most of the time. As we all know, our world has been expanded into this fake world on uh, social media. And we don't have the capability to judge which is right or wrong. But your experience right here, right now matters more. Which leads to my second tip which is, I think in all, all our life, we're trying to escape ourselves, escape our relationship. I think Ali, before this recording, we talk about your relationship as well, right? You, you have this new kind of struggle with your, with your wife. And I think this is uh, faced by many couples uh, recently. But actually, if we think positively, this lockdown gives you the opportunity to fuse your, face yourself and to face this relationship and it's for you too to decide what it is right now what's the problem you are facing and whether you have the courage and love to amend it together so the big world there's not much you can do but the real world the one you are facing at the moment actually you can have direct input. So don't put any greed, anger, delusion, and injustice in your own world. It's a very simple theory. It's it's a matter of taking responsibility for you for you what you can take responsibility for, right? So be at ease at what life is going to throw at you. There are only two scenarios: either you become your your relationship go to become more intimate in the future, or you broke up, right? But but what the hell? Either way, it's it's genuine, and I think it will um, treat uh, it will do good to both of you in the future. So that's two: face yourself in your relationship, and by that, to do that, you can do meditation and maybe attend my class in the future. <laughs> and the number three uh, tips we talked about that earlier: don't waste this crisis. It's always leaving everyone a gift. Um, there's an interesting joke in the last uh, uh, breakout, I think two years ago, they say, I don't know how to say that in English, it's something like if you are a bad student in a school, after this uh, COVID pandemic, you will still be a bad student. But if you're a good student, you will be a good student. I think that the intention is to say people positive people take positive side and they, 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 they are rewarded with a gift positively. But if we always tend to focus on the negative side, you will only you know, harvest a negative gift. So it's your choice. So be ready for anything, not holding anything tightly as a refuge, but just to embrace the nature of change because change is the only constant. So that's my three tips, hope that helps.
3: I'm um, Actually kind of inspired by what Henry is saying, I think one would be to read as much as possible because you have extra time right now and it's a great way to sort of catch up on things outside your immediate world. I would go one step further on the read thing and say, maybe don't use your phone or your laptop or any connected device to read. If you can manage a physical book, awesome. If you can get a Kindle or something dedicated to reading, that's even better because it helps you switch off a little bit more from whatever's happening around you. Um, So I guess that would be one. My second one would probably be around finding a non-screen time activity to do with your partner. So I think my, like my wife and I have started playing cards, which is a lot of fun. Like I'm teaching her a couple of card games that I, like I used to play as a kid. And I, I find that that helps sort of pass the time nicely because you talk a little bit and it's just sort of because you're engaged in some sort of competition and mental stimulation. Um, it's quite nice. So I guess that would be my second one. And the third, of course, would be like exercise. If you can find any way to make yourself sweat, you will feel better about where you are
1: i think the three big ones for me are just uh, and, and i wrote them up as the three c's is just cooking cleaning and just connections with family and i don't know if these are tips or these are just these are outcomes of the quarantine and i think they're more outcomes versus tips and and the cooking piece was really exciting because it brought my wife and myself together over meals and we took the time to cut vegetables uh marinate meat um, wait for food to be sort of uh, prepared, and there was you know the, the the entire orchestration around how food would get served and when it would be eaten, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and before it was all around you know getting food delivered through um, a food aggregator through Elamor Meituan. So so food was uh, you know food and cooking was really big. The cleaning bit as well. We found ourselves. Giving ourselves roles, it's it's kind of therapeutic as well. So, you know, when you get into the routine of uh, cleaning the place up uh, every day or um, doing a deeper clean every week um, and doing that in partnership, there's a lot of connection there. And then last thing around connections, just receiving news from people that you hadn't heard from in a very long time. And being able to reconnect with friends and family and have conversations about, not necessarily about what the situation in Shanghai is, because that's already been expressed through media and news, but just be able to catch up and, and hear from a different person every day. And so that's, I think, I think those are my big three takeaways or the, the, the three highlights for over the last five weeks
0: it's such a planner for for you to say three c's and i can just imagine a a a powerpoint chart with three circles (laughs) and each circle cooking cleaning in connections and they somehow like are they connected the three circles and then you and your wife are in the middle
1: my mom does my mom does ask about, my, my mom asked for pictures. So 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 they're kind of connected because then it gives the cooking and the cleaning is what you end up talking to your friends and family about. Are we ready for the A-B test? The most important part of the show. Um, yes, we are. Uh, okay. So if, for, for those of you that don't know, A stands for Ali, B stands for Bryce. Um, today, because we have two guests, we I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to shoot a question that has an either-or answer, you have to pick one and just say whatever comes to your mind. We'll start with Henry and then over to uh, Arjun, um, uh, one each. Uh, Henry, we start with you first. Ding uh, Dong or Mei Re Youxian? Neither. Why? Trust
2: Tuanjiang for group purchase. It, it's, it never works. <laughs> if you're not on quarantine, I would suggest Yimi Shiji or He uh, Ma.
1: Hoarding or giving away, Arjun. Uh, definitely giving away. Lockdown or prison break?
2: Prison break.
1: <laughs> All that learning gone to waste. Are you sure? Yeah, Yo,
2: I can learn from prison, br- uh, prison breaking.
1: It's <laughs> a great a Pl- uh, PlayStation or push-ups, Arjun?
3: PlayStation by a country mile. With every second day, I regret not buying
1: one before this started. Enough push-ups in my life. Sorry, I'm going to ask. This. Are, you, are you fitter or less fit uh, uh, through this quarantine?
3: I think I've become uh, more comfortable to hold. Let me just put
1: it that way. <laughs> the contours are <laughs> like, of a source of to comfort to those around me to, to those around you. <laughs> you excellent instant noodles or a new recipe
2: a uh, new recipe for sure
1: uh, what's the latest recipe that you've been uh, uh, concocting in the kitchen uh,
2: different ways to cook uh, cabbages or chicken <laughs> so if you try it a couple because we only get very similar ingredients
1: meditation or music
3: I don't really see it as an either-or, but music, because I find music meditative. I think something very loud can be very therapeutic.
0: You know, last week they, they loud us out of the compound and I went for a run and I thought what song is I gotta play and I played Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. That was the song. I just felt like that was gonna be the song of my liberation.
1: Um, Health or wellness?
0: Uh, wellness, uh, because it's
2: not absence of uh, sickness and also uh, it's more holistic.
1: Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Oh, wow. That's an easy one. Coke. (laughs) All right, Henry, last one for you. Fresh or frozen?
2: Oh, fresh for now because we had uh, frozen for too much already. <laughs> during the lockdown
0: that's great Arjun Henry thanks for being on the show I uh, really appreciate it, it was great uh, great talking to you excellent advice and definitely Henry you, you have a larger class for your your sessions uh, in the next week or so when, when the podcast is released cool I feel honored thank you <laughs>
3: thank you for having us on
0: thank you and thanks everyone for joining us on today's episode join us next week for another exciting show And to all our listeners, until then, have a great day.